0: Now we move to Mombasa, Kenya. A U.S.-funded police crackdown is stirring up anger among coastal people there. The crackdowns are in part a result of the apparent rise of violent radical Islamists, along with secessionist movements along the coasts of Kenya and Tanzania. Members of those groups have attacked both police and civilians, and that anger is in turn generating support for the al-Qaeda-linked terrorist group al-Shabaab. Ironically though, in Kenya, efforts to stem the violence prompted enough popular unrest to threaten the country's presidential elections. Hillary Hewler has more from Mombasa. Last August, Kenya's second largest city of Mombasa exploded. Muslim youth rioted in the streets, attacking churches and clashing with police. Two people were killed by a grenade. The youth were protesting the death of radical Muslim cleric Sheikh Abudrogo, who had been suspected of sending Kenyan boys to Somalia for terrorist training. Abudrogo had been shot dead in his car by unidentified gunmen.
1: People found hope in Abudrogo's speeches, especially the youth. They relied on him. They could get help from him. And then he's killed. It's as if they've lost hope. So they went out on the streets to fight for themselves, not to fight for Abudrogo, because they knew they were next.
0: Though not a youth, Abubakar Sharif is himself being tried in Mombasa for inciting violence during the riots. He claims he's fighting for his beliefs and his survival.
1: They say this is not a religious war. What does it mean? It is a religious war. We Muslims are the ones who are being oppressed. How many non-Muslims are they investigating or arresting? You'll find zero. If a Muslim even accidentally kills or owns a gun illegally, he's a terrorist. So it is a religious war. They are after Islam.
0: But the question remains whether Kenyan officials are after Islam or after terrorism. Kenyan police say Abu Drogo was part of a terror cell sending Kenyan boys to Somalia to train with the terrorist group Al-Shabaab. Al-Shabaab has been fighting in a decades-long civil war in Somalia. It officially merged with Al-Qaeda earlier this year. The group's influence in East Africa is spreading, and its lethal attacks in the region are becoming more frequent. For its part, the United States has been wary of any direct involvement in Somalia, but it's been less so about Kenya, according to Abdullahi Halake, Kenya analyst for International Crisis Group. The United States has been giving training to Kenyan uh, military officers, the police officers, They've been giving them a lot of money. This money is being used by Mombasa police to mount an anti terror campaign that has seen dozens of suspects arrested. But the campaign is controversial. Several people have been summarily shot during police raids without due process of law. Because of the anger it's stirring up, some people argue that this kind of police work is doing more harm than good. One of them is Francis Alma. He's with the Mombasa-based organization Muslims for Human Rights, who's been observing police efforts in Kenya's coastal communities.
1: The community attitudes towards the policemen have been one of mistrust. Hardly a month can uh, go off without uh, killings, and people believe strongly these are the police who are doing this. This It's too much for us.
0: One example of questionable police action is Badrum Ramba. He's a samosa salesman outside a Mombasa Mosque. Ramba was taken away in handcuffs several weeks ago by a group of men thought to be Kenyan police. Since then, his wife Rahema has been searching courts and police stations for signs of her husband.
1: I've not seen him. I don't know if he's alive or if he's dead. I just, I just don't know what to do.
0: Are you afraid that something has happened
1: to her? Yeah, I am, because many cases you hear people have disappeared. You see them on bushes, dead. So you don't know who these people are. I've had nothing.
0: But not all Muslims think they're being targeted. Sheikh Ngao Juma is a prominent Muslim cleric who says that certain people are being arrested for their bad behavior. He does understand, though, how young men can be desperate enough to move to Somalia to join al-Shabaab.
1: Many youth are jobless. Many youth are jobless. It's not easy to get land in this region. You can get a piece of land in Somalia.
0: It's not easy to get land in this region. You can get a piece of land in Somalia.
1: So they are brainwashed and they go there. That uh, if I go to Somalia, I'm employed as a military. I'm armed, I get my salary, I get a parcel of land, I get a Somali beautiful lady there, and
0: if I die, I go to paradise with the seven ladies untouched. So they cross over. For these youth, their desperation is deeply rooted in a sense of economic injustice. To understand where it comes from, you have to leave Mombasa and head to the villages along Kenya's idyllic palm-fringed coast. This is beautiful land, edged in golden sand and caressed by the gentle waves of the Indian Ocean. It's prime real estate, ripe for hotels and luxurious homes. But this is exactly the problem, says community activist Goodluck Washe. Driving up the highway connecting Mombasa to Kilifi in the north, he points to vast stretches of land where fishing villages once stood.
1: There used to be a big town here called uh, Jowri. Now Jowri is no longer there because uh, all those people were evicted from that place. All the villages were destroyed and it became somebody's land.
0: When title deeds were being handed out by the government, says Washe, powerful men grabbed huge chunks of this land, leaving most local people with tiny plots or nothing at all. Since then, hundreds of thousands of coastal natives have been evicted from their ancestral lands. 73-year-old Piri Muye has lost almost all his land to a man who claims it was a gift from the president. Now he has to ask permission to graze his cows among his own coconut trees on the land that he grew up on.
1: He allowed me, but now I find that he is now building. So I'll have nowhere where my animals can graze. I'm a poor man, have no land, so I just want uh, help from any corner.
0: Just down the road, his neighbor, Mbarak Said, is less resigned. His land has also been claimed, and several years ago, a group of men came one night and burned down his house.
1: They burnt this with everything inside, And they went to my neighbor, they burnt it again. They went to the second neighbor here also, they broke the house completely.
0: Now, Said lives in a shack behind the ruins of his old house. He has no intention of being kicked off his land, and he's angry. This land, he says, is worth fighting for.
1: That's why you find some places people are fighting. People are serious. Why can I not make development here? If you are coming from far, you make development. Me, the sole proprietor, you are leaving me in the bush. What do you want me to do?
0: Washu, the activist, says among coastal people, violence is unusual.
1: They are calm people and uh, they are mild in their nature. It's very interesting now when you see them, uh, they are starting to arm themselves. It's because they have been pushed to the wall.
0: Not only that, he says, but the widening rift between the community and the state makes it easier for groups like al-Shabaab to slip in.
1: They come and dig wells. They come and uh, provide mosques. They are being welcomed as very good people because there's a vacuum that has been left. The real issue is land. But because the government is not uh, addressing the question of land adequately, al-Shabaab comes in.
0: But some coastal Kenyans are choosing other ways to fight back that might also encourage the involvement of al-Shabaab. In a back alley in Mombasa, a group of old men is playing the traditional African game of bow with seeds and a wooden board. Here, outside a hole-in-the-wall cafe, Omar Bambam talks of revolution. He's a member of the Mombasa Republican Council, or MRC, a group channeling local frustrations into calls for secession. It is clear to us that the government will never allow us to secede. But what we are doing is just drawing attention to the fact that our rights are being violated so that this can be addressed. But James Mwatsahu, another member, insists that the coast province should go its own way.
1: What we need is to secede. We can't agree about this because we don't have faith in the Kenyan government.
0: The MRC claims to be peaceful. But the group have recently been accused of stockpiling weapons and inciting violence. Lawrence Mwangera, an independent security analyst, thinks the MRC appears to have ties to Al-Shabaab.
1: In the recent trials involving MRC, for example, they threw grenades at the police and and used AK-47s, which we think are actually being sourced by the Al-Shabaab and provided to them. MRC is consisted of mainly very, very poor people. We don't think they have the capacity to get these things for themselves.
0: The MRC has also declared that the coast would not be voting in Kenya's presidential elections next year. Last March, its members attacked election officials in Mombasa with machetes. After Kenya's last elections, in 2007, around 800 people died in ethnic clashes. Many analysts are afraid that if tensions on the coast continue to simmer, they could explode in yet another wave of violence. Francis Alma, of Muslims for Human Rights, agrees.
1: People are still watching, but uh, there's anger. So it just build up, build up. And uh, trust me, this is not good, because one day, one time, it can bring a lot of trouble. Once you suppress a lot of stuff, it can come out negatively.
0: It came out once in 1998, when Islamist terrorists bombed the U.S. Embassy in Kenya. Today, Kenya is the region's economic and political powerhouse, But with so much discontent along the coast and the growing influence of al-Shabaab, the U.S. will no doubt be keeping a close watch over its East African ally. For America Abroad, I'm Hilary Hewler.